0: Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 29th of Sivan 5781 in the hebrew calendar now let's get to the news wednesday afternoon that being today in israel several fires broke out in forested areas of jerusalem forcing a load of nearby residents to be evacuated 10 firefighting aircraft two helicopters and 70 teams covered three locations The Fire and Rescue Commission head speculates the fires were acts of arson since there were no signs of lightning in the area that may have ignited the flames. Firefighters from all over the country and every firefighter in the Jerusalem area has been called in to assist in tackling the blaze. It caused many roads and highways to be shut down, including Route 1, which connects Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. Because there was heavy smoke in the area, the Environmental Protection Ministry recommends Jerusalem and the population nearby stay indoors and limit outdoor activity until the smog dissipates. Some of the fires have been contained. The rail system has resumed service after putting a stop on trains that were coming through the area. But officials say so much has already been lost. A national park and the Jewish National Fund area with a forest and trees planted by this historic Jewish organization says that the trees were planted more than 100 years ago and that most of it has been burned away. Hundreds of acres of forest have been burned to a crisp. Many of the pines in the woodland are 100 years old and have been a part of a development process even older than that. We have a handful of original photos that one of our Israel Daily News podcast listeners sent us from her home in Jerusalem. Ms. Anna Rubel, we hope you're safe and keeping your lungs clear from smoke inhalation. Thank you to Carol Pulver, who worked with her to get those photos over to us. She actually said when she thinks of news, she thinks of Shanafold. So she had me in mind for these photos. Thank you for sending them our way. We have them up on our Instagram page at IsraelDaily.News. Yesterday, we covered a bit of a cryptic story about an intelligence officer in the Israeli Defense Forces who was jailed and then found dead with Ritalin and antidepressants in his pockets. Today, we have an update. IDF Chief of Staff Aviv Kohavi says he defends the military's decision to maintain strict censorship over the death of the officer who who allegedly compromised state security. People have been up in arms calling on his name to be released since the man was being tried for a crime where, according to the authorities, the officer deliberately attempted to damage state security. Kokavi's recent comments clarify the situation further. He says the officer attempted to damage a state secret, but was stopped in the 11th hour. He also elaborated on the IDF's decision to strictly censor information around the case, highlighting how the censorship protects the officer's family and the secret that he almost damaged. Kohavi concluded his talk by reaffirming his statement that the IDF would continue to investigate the death of the officer. We'll keep you posted if you hear any more secrets on this front. Word is out that a prisoner exchange is on the table between Hamas and Israel and that Hamas officials are soon arriving in Cairo to discuss it. The head of the Al-Qasim brigades, as as they are known, is going to participate in the discussion according to an online Arab newspaper. Israeli officials are coming to town as well. In addition to discussing how to maintain the ceasefire between Hamas and Israel, Egyptian intelligence officers will also be trying to find resolve between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority so that the two governing bodies of the Palestinian people can hold fair and safe elections. The Palestinian people were denied the opportunity to an election in May when Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas called it off and then blamed Israeli officials for it saying that Israeli officials were preventing Palestinians from getting to polling sites, for which the Israeli government says they had nothing to do with the Palestinian elections and that the polling sites were well in reach of Palestinian Authority residents living in East Jerusalem and the West Bank. Gaza has two mentally ill Israeli residents. One Ethiopian Israeli and one Arab Israeli man both walked themselves into the strip and have never returned. Hamas also holds the bodies of two Israeli soldiers who were taken captive in 2014. Israel and their citizens want them back so we can exchange so we can expect a prisoner exchange swap to be flooding the media headlines soon. Yesterday we hit our 1-year mark here at the Israel Daily News podcast and the 200th episode came out on Monday, so those two milestones came one day apart. In that episode, I detailed my true vision of what I expect the Israel Daily News to look like in the future and all the people that I hope to employ with good salaries and a chance to use their creativity without restriction. I'm so tired of people shooting down good ideas. People seemed to love the vision that I put out, and they messaged me to let me know they're into it. I got great feedback and feedback, and even some new paid subscribers this week. I have literally been jumping for joy. I can almost taste the future of news, the one that I'm creating, that isn't constricted, not confined. Thank you to our latest paid subscriber. I'll say the name loud and proud, Janil Joseph. Janil Joseph, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your monthly payment is not just a financial help to help us grow, but it's a vote of confidence. It means you want me to keep building and keep producing this show, so much so that you're going to put your money on the table. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and from our small but dedicated team that is making this show happen daily. Janil, please get in touch with us and give us your address so that we can mail you a handwritten thank you note. I've actually been writing personal poems to the people who are sending us paid subscriptions you might want to cash in on that and take advantage of that while I'm writing out these personal poems I put all my creativity into them and I I want to send it to you so get in touch with us on Instagram or at shannafold at gmail.com and I'll send you over a note If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. Subscribers are going to get a handwritten note from me thanking you for your support. We're so thrilled. Thank you for your interest, everyone. Thank you for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, or world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and it'll take you to the page where you, too, can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on social media at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanafold That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. My name has two N's in it. And I'm very sensitive about that. I do want to say that I've been having excellent conversations with people on Instagram. People have been getting in touch with me. I've been getting in touch with them. And we have been talking about the news. So I encourage you to follow me. Not only follow, but make yourself known. Send us a message because... A lot of people are following our Instagram page, and I don't know which ones are listening to the show and which ones are just consuming our news on Instagram, so make yourself known to me. I want to hear from you. I want to know where you're from. I want to know where you're listening from. That's exciting to me. The Houthis. I'm sure you haven't heard about them in a while. This is a Yemeni terrorist group claiming that they've arrested a Mossad spy in Yemen and are planning to release documents about his operation in their country. According to the Iranian Fars news agency, the terrorist group will release a documentary containing information about Israel's plan for intervention and military action in Yemen. This is not the first incident of Houthi interaction with Israel, as the group has previously threatened to attack Israeli vessels at the Red Sea and also threatened to fire rockets into the country. Israel's involvement in Yemen is extremely classified, but there have been reports that the United Arab Emirates Emirates and Israel are cooperating to build a base off the coast of Yemen to keep an eye out. The outcome of the current civil war in Yemen holds major implications for the future of the region, so experts say it's not completely surprising to see Israel try to get involved. So again, this is not a confirmed report, but the Yemeni terrorist group is claiming that they have a Mossad spy in their grips. We'll keep you up to date on that. The Jerusalem Post newspaper must be celebrating after an unpublished report, which was commissioned by the European Union in 2019, was leaked today. And the Jerusalem Post obtained a copy of it. What does it say? It says that the Palestinian Authority textbooks are encouraging their young readers to engage in violence against Israelis and are filled with anti-Semitic messages of hate. The report was never published by the European Commission after it came in from the George Eckert Institute for International Textbook Research. This was in the beginning of 2021. Brussels funds the salaries of the teachers and the publications of textbooks, which the report says encourages violence. If it wasn't clear, you can guess it right. The European Commission headquarters are in Brussels. That's where the disconnect was. That's where the hold back was. They didn't want to go ahead and go out with this report. It's coming from the same place as where the salaries of these teachers are being paid for. The report is around 200 pages long, reviewed 156 textbooks, and 16 teacher guides. The copy inside of them is mostly text from 2017 through 2019, but 18 pieces of the text are actually from last year, so 2020. Parts of the report were published in a German newspaper some days ago. Respected political reporter Lahav Harkov, who, by the way, side note, actually set me up to work at the Jerusalem Post after I sent her a cold email three years ago. She tweeted this out. And by the way, her tweets have pictures and images on them, so you can go to Twitter and find them. Her name is Lahav Harkov. She reports the images of the textbook drawings. You can see copies of them there. The tweet says this. A demonstration of Newton's second law includes Palestinians using slingshots to strike at Israeli soldiers. Again, there's a photo of this. Another tweet says, quote, "One textbook promotes a conspiracy theory that Israel removed the original stones of ancient sites in Jerusalem and replaced them with ones bearing quote Zionist drawings and shapes." So some of this language is deemed contentious, anti-Semitic, and inciting. Israeli environmental artist and activist, Daron Gazit is the man behind the revolutionary Red Line Project, which aims to bring awareness to spaces devastated by human activity and climate change. We interviewed him on Instagram Live some weeks back when he won a Dead Sea photo competition, so you could see our IGTV there. The Red Line serves as both a metaphor for the veins of Mother Nature and as a signal to observers of the urgent need to fix and protect the environment, installations have popped up in the sinkholes of the Dead Sea, the glaciers of Alaska, the Great Salt Lake in Utah, with future installations planned for the Amazon River, the floating garbage islands in the oceans, and many more. Although Gazit says that he suffers from future phobia syndrome and worries that the ecosystem may have no chance of ever returning to a healthy state, his work continues to inspire observers to fight for the environment. That's his goal. We have pictures up on our Instagram page of his most recent work. This guy just never stops. It's a red line project he created this past week. The photos highlight a lake drying out in the sand dunes close to his village of Pardeshana, which is between Tel Aviv and Haifa, just south of Caesarea, if you're familiar with the area. Caesarea sounds a lot like Caesar, right? Well Julius Caesar had his Roman groups settle the area Thousands of years ago, and there's loads of ruins, an amphitheater, water aqueducts left over from Roman occupancy. Thousands of years later, you can still see it. Very cool if you want to go. Anyway, getting back to it, we'll have Daron Gazit tagged in the photos from his recent installation on our Instagram page so you can see his latest work. He's currently working on an installation for the Washington, D.C. Mall. In honor of U.S. President Biden, he hopes the installation will go up on July 4th. It would be a huge U.S. flag to commemorate all the hundreds of thousands of Americans that died and perished during the COVID-19 pandemic. The flag will be made of very long air tubes, just like the ones that you can see in, his, in all of his iconic work. The red air tubes of the flag are a metaphor for blood veins. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 22 degrees Celsius and a high of 30 degrees. That's 72 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 86 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. Thank you to Brandon Karp for some of today's political stories, as well as Sophia Jay, both our new writers with us for the summer. Thank you to the loyal Benny Forstad for your cultural reports and to Farah Fold, who is joining our team as a business development intern for the summer. I'll send you off today with a song called Come Out. By Lee Eller. Eller is a hard working actor, comedian, scriptwriter, singer extraordinaire. She's from New York City, but dedicated the last dozen years of her life to enriching Israel with her talents. And now she's pregnant. With her husband for the first time. Mazal Tov to you, Lee. Your support in everything that we do here at the Israel Daily News Podcast is much appreciated, including your comments on our Instagram lives, sharing our news on social media. We appreciate it. Enjoy this original tune and have a great and productive day. I'm looking right at you. Silhouette They're talking about you Figuring out what's So hard to get Inside and around you White spaces Come out